Now back to the Tribune's Rick Pearson. It's the Sunday Spin on 720 WGN. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson from the Chicago Tribune here in the WGN Skyline studio. And I'm joined here in studio this evening by Rush Darwish, who is one of the candidates for the Democratic nomination in the Southwest Side, Southwest Suburban Suburban, uh, 3rd Congressional District. Mr. Darwish, thank you so much for joining me this morning. Rick, thanks for having me on. Beautiful studio. What a nice view. (laughs) So we'll we'll do the color commentary, right? And there's the Ferris (laughs) wheel with Baby Pierre. Yes. uh, Well, thank you for coming in and taking the time. I know it's busy time as we get closer to Election Day. Um, I think one of the things I want is is for you to introduce yourself, because unlike two years ago, where it was basically, uh, you know, a two person race, now it's a, a technically a four person race. But how do you fit into this picture and, and what got you motivated to take on this run? A couple reasons. Two years ago, when I watched both candidates, uh, the incumbent Dan Lipinski and Marie Newman, I already saw that uh, I don't believe that both of these individuals truly can represent the district. I felt that they were both extreme. I looked at Rep Lipinski as somebody historically that claims he's a Democrat, but the reality is he tends to be more of a Republican on so many issues that doesn't align with most of the district. But on the other hand, uh, Marie Newman came in and basically did every everything in her power to be the complete polar opposite, to be the other extreme, and that's why I call him the extreme team. And I think at the end of the day, in politics, when it comes to uh, individuals who try and be so far to each side, what ends up happening is they forget about me and they forget about the middle class. So that's my approach as to why I'm running. I mean, I'm a small business owner. Uh, I'm not a politician. I'm just upset of how government works. I'm upset at Donald Trump. I'm upset, upset at people who want to run for office or they're currently in office, and they truly don't work for everyday people. They take money from special interest groups and PACs, and I believe that it's my calling to step up and run because I believe I'm the best person for the job. What is the ideology, in your view, of the 3rd Congressional District, and has it shifted? shifted a little bit, absolutely. I mean, it's complicated, to be honest with you, Rick. I mean, you have uh, a large Latino community that's growing, a large Arab-American community that's growing. One of the largest in the United States. And the largest Palestinian community in the country is in Illinois' 3rd District. So it is shifting. You still have a strong Catholic sector. So you have different pockets where you can't really say it's truly progressive. Sure, there's some progressive folks. Uh, Yes, there's people, of course, that are uh, more moderate, or a strong Catholic, and so on and so forth. I mean, kind so, of what I would view, what used to be called Reagan Democrats. That's exactly right. So the fact is this. When I say you need someone that is going to work for everyone, you got to be that person. And there's no doubt my opponents, and this is a fact, they don't work for everyone. They work only for a certain sector. If you're a progressive, way to the left, you're going to go with Marie. If you are more to the right... And you're more towards on the Republican side. You know what? You're gonna like you're gonna like Dan Lipinski. But what about everyone else? And I'm running for everyone else. And so, there's a lot of them out there. So so what is that middle? I mean, what what does that middle believe? Yeah, I believe that number one, they want honesty, they want transparency, and they want someone who really speaks to them on a level that is from the middle class, somebody that understands them. And when it comes to healthcare. I don't believe that uh, they all want Medicare for all 
or they say, we don't want Medicare for all. I believe you need to have a system where both options are available. You know, I believe in Medicare for all who want it or Medicare for America, which means if you like your insurance that you currently have, you should be able to keep it. That's the American way. But if you don't have access to insurance, you should have the option where there's a government, a government option that's available to you. So this is, again, my policies kind of line in the middle, and I believe that most people want that. And that's, again, why I'm stepping up to become the next congressman of Illinois' 3rd District. I've been trying to ask people running for Congress about uh, an, the issue of uh, state and local tax deductions, because I thought that that actually was a significant and perhaps not stated factor in the flipping of those two suburban districts, Sean Caston and Peter Roskam in particular, because Roskam was head of the Tax Policy Writing Committee. And I look at that district out in western dupage and you know property taxes are huge now granted everybody's property taxes are huge and everybody hates them and and you're running for congress so you don't really have any effect on property tax except i'm just wondering about shouldn't there be an effort because this was done mainly to hurt states with high property taxes that also tend to lean democratic yeah we are ranked i believe 48th in the nation when it comes to receiving federal dollars. That's a big problem. That's a huge dollar. And you can't just put it on the third district. The state of Illinois needs to step up and be more active and find pathways to receive more federal dollars and put it into more education uh, issues, put it more into our roads, transportation, and infrastructure. And I think that's a path where if we can bring in more federal dollars, that could ultimately lead to lower taxes. Now, this is what we need to fight for. Uh, Rep Lipinski clearly doesn't fight enough because, again, we are way at the bottom when it comes to this issue. And this is something I hope to work with all the Democrats, uh, and by the way, not just the Democrats, Republicans as well, as to how we can collectively bring in federal dollars and some way create a path to lower uh, property tax. But I'll be the first to say, uh, when I step up and run, you got to be honest with everyone and say, this is not easy. But you have to try, and it has to be a top priority. For me, it will be a top priority. At the recent forum that Channel 11 had, and that'll be airing on Tuesday at 7 o'clock, but there was a question about Lipinski and, of course, his father and, and the long standing they had on transportation, the House Transportation Committee, and obviously a very transportation-intensive district, the 3rd District. And it's about, well, wouldn't there be a loss of clout if he lost? What's your response to that? Absolutely not. You know, you have to go in and immediately have a plan in place as to what you need to want changed, uh, what you want to see changed in the third district. I mean, we have bridges that need to be fixed. We have to build overpasses. And more importantly, what people want in the district, they want more options to get around. So we have to have uh, more train uh, available availability for people who want to get to different jobs across Chicagoland area. We need to have an L line. We need to have the ability to go have a, a train line across Cicero Avenue. The fact is this. We need more options. We need someone that's going to come up with more ideas and we have to push for it. And right now, I think uh, Rep Lipinski, and with all due respect to his father, I think they're more of the status quo. So we have to have uh, people who come in and bring more options to the table. And that's why we really need change in Washington, D.C. We need people who have a voice to understand that, look, we need everyday people who can connect 
with the everyday people that are in the district. And that's me, and that's one of the things I'm going to advocate for. We're speaking with Rush Darwish. He is a candidate for the Democratic nomination in the 3rd Congressional District. Mr. Darwish from Palos Hills, I believe. That's right. I want to make sure we give the shout-out. to. Thank you. Uh, they, we appreciate it. We really do. <laughs> Mayor Bennett is a happy guy right now. <laughs> Very good. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to your Sunday Spin. I'm Rick Pearson here in the WGN Skyline studio, joined by Rush Darwish, one of the Democratic candidates for the nomination for Congress in the 3rd Congressional District on the southwest side in the southwest suburbs. Uh, going back to introducing yourself, who are you? Where, did, where do you come from? Yeah, well, I was uh, following your footsteps for a while in the world of journalism. For about 10 years. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, my wife said that as well, because after we had a kid and we saw the check that was coming in, uh, we made a decision to come back here to Chicago after spending uh, about six years in Texas. Uh, I started my own small business. It's a photography video business. And at the same time, uh, I became a, a community activist. Uh, the southwest suburbs uh, holds a very large Arab-American Muslim community, as you mentioned. It's a disenfranchised community. And I've been working hard to try and get them in the political process. And for me, this was a next natural step because uh, it's not just the southwest suburbs where you have people who don't feel like they're included. It's not just an Arab thing. It's a lot of people who, do, who are not registered to vote, and they're not registered, they're not engaged because they think government is a joke, they think politicians are corrupted, and that's why I decided to take this step. I feel that the only way people are going to resonate with politicians is we must show them by example that uh, I am from the middle class. I don't take PAC money. I don't take special interest money. I'm running because I want to help people. And I am a humanitarian. I've raised uh, well over a million dollars for various charities uh, to raise money for kids overseas uh, in war-stricken countries, receive free access to medical care. This is important to me. And so when we talk about medical, uh, when we talk about health care, This is an issue that's near and dear to me because I see children who are struggling and I see people here in America that are struggling with their health care and we have to find a way to fix it. What about immigration? I mean, it's become such a political football. And when you think, you know, it was only a few years ago at the City Club of Chicago, you had Paul Ryan and Chuy Garcia uh, and and Luis Gutierrez, I believe, mm-hmm. talking about comprehensive immigration reform. You had the Gang of Thirteen, uh, or the Gang of Eight, rather, yeah. in 2013, that you know had a bipartisan package. Uh, you had Lindsey Graham as an outspoken supporter of comprehensive immigration reform, who is now an outspoken supporter of of President Trump. Is is it possible? I mean, what what are your views uh, on what needs to be done? But is it possible for this to even be an issue that can be addressed by in this political climate? Yeah, it's complicated and it can be solved, but we have a major hurdle that we all have to overcome. It can't be solved just by Democrats. It can't be solved just by Republicans. This is the one issue. Actually, it's not. It's one of the main issues where we have to collectively work together, and we have to identify who is coming into this country. And when a family comes in, a mom, dad, their two kids, they step into American soil. Um, we have to distinguish the families that are coming in and really see uh, this country as the American dream. My parents came to this country in 1967 because this was a land of opportunity. So we have to distinguish those who are coming to this country uh, and want to work and want to succeed and want to provide for their kids for a better life versus 
the people that are coming into our country that are selling drugs, that are trying to do wrong, and we have to make sure that they do not enter our country. So this, to me, is a starting point, and we have to take a look at this as Americans, but also as humanitarians. Uh, people are coming into this country, Rick, not because you know life is so good or where they're coming from. I mean, these are war-stricken, uh, drug-infested, very violent situations that people are in, and they're coming here for a better life. And that's what makes America great. So we have to create a pathway for the people that want to work, that want to have a better opportunity. And I think if we have that type of approach, I think that's when we could have real immigration reform. However, it's too political right now, and I think too many people uh, just hate the idea of somebody coming into our country, but they don't want to examine why they're coming and why can't we create a pathway for those that want to make America really great. What about those that are already here that are, are not documented? Yeah, My belief is if you have been in this country and you are working, you have not committed any crimes or violent crimes, uh, you should have an opportunity and there should be a pathway where you should become a citizen. It's that simple. I mean, uh, I've met families uh, through this campaign and they are great people and they are living in fear every day. It shouldn't have to be that way. And they have kids that are in this country as well and they're going through the school system. Uh, We have to find a way to make it better for them. And we shouldn't punish them. Should ICE be eliminated? Uh, that's, a, that's a tough question, Rick. Should they be eliminated? I think they should be minimized. I mean, you can't, I don't know if you can completely just eliminate ICE. I don't know if that solves the issue. The issue is having real immigration reform. And if you really have a real immigration system that everyone understands, because that's where the other problem is, we don't really have an immigration system and a policy that everybody understands. It's very complicated. So until we have that, then we can see where ICE has a role in this country. And I think if we all understand it, then I think ICE will be fine. Well, you kind of touched on one of the problems with uh, our, our politics today is that every everybody tends to look at things in a binary way. Uh, I mean, look at Medicare for All, for example. Uh, it's either single payer, everything, or nothing, um, where things are just much more nuanced. And I will tell you right now, Rick, there's an issue when we talk about our health Why? Why does it have to be a Democrat or a Republican issue? It's a shame. This is our health. This should be the one issue where Republicans and Democrats should sit and say what works best and hash it out. And I know it's not easy. It's it's complicated. But let's not make this about political victories. Let's think about what's best for people's health. And if you really have that in mind and that's it, and you don't put politics into it, then we're going to get things done and we'll get it done quickly. But it doesn't work like that because if a Democrat or Republican come up with the right idea that works for everyone, well, guess what? The other side wants to attack and punish for fear of losing, and that's a shame. Well, maybe given the fact that we have the two Democratic presidential contenders in their 70s, you have Donald Trump in their 70s, maybe health care <laughs> should be a bit more of a concern and, and be addressed. It needs to be addressed, and in my race um, – I believe that in our messaging, when we go door to door, uh, people want to have a choice. They do support Medicare for all. It should be available. But at the same time, if you work for the union, if you're a teacher, or the company that you work for has good insurance that you like, how could you tell them that they can't keep their insurance? This is insane. It's un-American. So you have to have an option that works for everyone, where everyone is covered. So if you truly believe in a system where everyone is covered... You have to have a Medicare for All option available to them, 
But at the same time, you should be able to keep the insurance that you're happy with. In a related issue, uh, abortion has has been always a significant issue. And I know you've said that, you know, there's too much focus on that in this race. What about jobs? What about the economy? That kind of thing. But I, I, I want you to explain your position on abortion. Obviously, uh, Representative Lipinski is uh, adamantly opposed and actually even signed a uh, uh, an amicus brief to the Supreme Court, along with, I believe, most of the Republicans in the House, uh, urging the court to accept a Louisiana case that some feel could lead to overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah, I believe that the reason why I'm pro-choice is because you have that choice to make as to, to do what's best for you and your body. I'm a guy. I'm going to just spell it out. And at the end of the day, as a man, uh, I have the utmost respect for women to make that incredibly tough decision. And I, I do believe that uh, Rep Lipinski's on the wrong side of the aisle. He can believe that. That's fine. But the problem is he, he goes around and says, well, one out of three Democrats are pro-life. What about the other 66%? So you're basically going against the majority of your party. And that's wrong. And that's not the only issue. There's a lot of issues where Rep Lipinski uh, doesn't doesn't work with his party he's more on the republican side and that's wrong issues such as oh my gosh immigration he first voted against streamers uh when it comes to the lgbt community he doesn't he doesn't interact with them doesn't support the idea that they should have equal rights doesn't doesn't interact with them see it's not just about laws it's not about what you vote for it's the work you do within those communities and even as a palestinian american he's never voted in favor of palestinian rights never so that's a problem. So that means he does not resonate with the diversity of our district. Now, uh, back to what you mentioned about the issue of uh, abortion and how it's such a big issue. Now, I know it's a sensitive topic. Sorry, but very brief. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a very sensitive topic, but I will say this. I believe that both my opponents do have their values, but I also know that it's so political that they use it in order to make money because both of their PACs, are giving them hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to advertise on TV. So they have to keep that issue as a top priority issue just to win. So it's not because they care about the issue, it's because they want the money. And that's wrong, and that's why I'm the only one in this race that's taking zero money from special interest groups or PACs, and because you have to have values. That's Rush Darwish, Democratic candidate in the 3rd Congressional District. Thank you so much for joining me today.